Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey everyone, this is Dan Dunn. Before we get started today with the big show, I want to tell you about one of our fabulous sponsors, Hover.com. That's H-O-V-E-R. Hover is the domain management made simple. It's the easiest and quickest way to buy a domain name. You can do it in under five minutes. Hover takes all the hassle out of getting a domain. Just type in a few keywords you want in the search box and it'll tell you if it's available or not. And Hover has .coms or specific country codes or .nets, which we really love. Go with the .net. Everything's available on the .net. You want to know how great .net is? I have a .net, the imbiber.net. I've had it for years, and I've moved it over to Hover.com because Hover.com is fantastic. They take care of all my needs. Well, not all my needs, most of my needs. And another big, big, big exciting thing about Hover is that they now offer Google Apps. That's right. You can add Google Apps to your domain. Basically, you get everything you already love about the full suite of Google's productivity apps. That's Gmail, Calendar, Drive, Docs, the whole package. You already love and trust Google Apps and Gmail's 25 gigabytes of storage and collaborating with chat and file sharing. And here's the thing. Google's a huge company. So if you've got any questions or problems, issues you need resolved, you're going to get put on hold for a long time. That's the best part. You get everything you love about Google Apps, but with the outstanding support of Hover. Again, it's the best in the industry. They make it easy. It's a great solution for businesses. It's also great for families and groups who want the ability to share all kinds of stuff. If you're still not quite sure Google Apps is for you, we're offering a 30-day free trial to see what you think. And as if you need one more reason to check out Hover, we're offering a 10% discount. Go to Hover.com right now, enter discount code happy hour. that's one word, happy hour, or you can just go to Hover.com slash happy hour. You're going to get 10% off because of our love of Hover.com and Hover.com's love of the Zane and Dunn show. So what are you waiting for? Go register that domain name now. Hi, this is Zane Lamprey. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to our podcast um, and encouraging you to share it with your friends so they can also enjoy the the love and the laughter that we spread in and the message. That is, anyway, um, we have a, a, one of my favorite guests on the show today, Bert Kreischer. But I have to warn you, if you are listening to this uh, in your car with your children... Uh, it's probably not the best stuff for them to be listening to because we talk about stuff that you wouldn't talk about with children there. Okay, anyway, uh, here's the show. Uh, enjoy. It, it is really, it's really a happy now hour. I, now I want a beer. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's so funny. I was like, I'm totally not going to drink. Now I want to You beer. know what's funny? We, um, so many people have talked about our the shows that you and I have done, yeah. and they get a little nuts. Yeah. And it's going to, oh, I'm going I'm going to get a beer. I, I, I got to be honest with you, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever been on was when you did the all-nighter to raise funds for Kickstarter. Wow. It was, I, I'm telling you when I yeah, said this, I I, what, the lead-in was like, didn't I do it like two days before? I did like two, two days before is what he's saying. Uh, then you, you did like two, three days before, then you did the day before, then, yeah. then you came back, and you rode your bike there. I rode my sh- bike here. You showed up at the studio. I love Pilsners, by the way. Yeah, this is, uh, so this is a trimmer of Pils. This is where Dan Dunn is right now. I, I know Dan Dunn. Yeah, he was there when we, he hosted the show with me. He's the guy that's Wait, never Dan here. Dan Dunn? Let me tell you a little bit. Let me tell you a little bit about Dan. Wait, Dunn. that's not the guy people, with the beard, is it? People are asked. People, no, I'm, I'm, I have the beard. Steve Renna. Steve McKenna. McKenna. Uh, no, the. Uh, thank you, Cassie. How do I? Or, I Casey? know Dan. Are Dunn. you Casey or Cassie? You can leave that door open because Josh is going to come in in a sec. Okay. Yeah. So Dan is the is the co-host of this show here. I, do you know this way of opening it? You were in a yeah. picture. Okay. I learned it from the Russian mob. <sighs> yeah, although I can't do it with either of these. <laughs> Hold on, I have. I just sprayed myself. <laughs> I gotta coach a softball practice after this. That's all right. Just I'm gonna do, smell like don't, Baker. Like always keep how how many feet do you need to keep from a parent in order for them to not be able to tell you've been drinking? Uh, five, five feet's cool. You know what? There's so many parents that drink during the <laughs> afternoon now. Like I remember thinking, I remember hearing uh, this girl. I won't say. Her, uh, I can probably say her real name. Missy Bennett. 
her mom picked her up drunk from school one time, and I remember all the parents talked about it. Now I've picked my kids up so many times drunk, and I'm like, I'm like, do they talk about me? But I see the other parents drunk all the time. What is what parents is, come high? Yeah, but you have a golf cart. No, no, dude. That was I talking about getting a golf cart last time? No, but you didn't. You have a golf cart in in uh, in college? <sighs> no, I think that's a movie. Wait a second. <laughs> it's Van Wilder. Oh, no, you had a golf cart. I had a golf cart, but yeah, but that is the movie Van Wilder that you're thinking about. Okay. No, I'm thinking about you. Yes, I, I definitely about this. did. I definitely did have a golf cart, but I think you're thinking of Van Wilder. I thought you were talking about. No, I'm thinking about you. I was going to get a golf cart. I was going to get a golf cart. And for Van Wilder was thinking yeah. about you when they made the movie. What did I talk about that? Thank you. No, um, I was going to get a golf cart uh, to ride around the neighborhood with, so I could take the girls to school in the golf cart. Yeah, thought, but you can still get a DUI in a golf cart. Huh? Yeah. So. And next that oh because that's that's basically the only advantage to having a golf cart yeah, is so being can, able to because you and I we live the same distance to here I think to the studio I drive the golf cart here there's a lot of bars right here this is a great area it I is. love Lala's is my favorite restaurant yeah uh uh take a bow is right down the street yeah that's I love take I got a bow. I got Bibby con- mop I got confused at it what's the BB mop BB mop is like the it's like a, a pork rice with some kimchi and a fried egg on top. BB mop, BB mop. I was afraid, and I went in the other day, rode my bike there, and had a beverage, a delicious uh, brewed beverage, and then had the bao. It's a little bit different. If anyone it's is like a listening, sandwich, right? Bao is basically in 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 China or in Chinatown or anywhere that you'd get it. It's like a bun. Oh, there's a cut. Can people hear that? <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, It's basically like a bun. And here I'm using my hands like people at home can see. Like a circular bun. And yeah. inside there's pork, there's there's sweet bean, there's all different kinds of fillings. They're really good. But over there, they use the same like uh, ingredients, but they make like a flat piece and then they fold it. So it's kind of like, it's more like a sandwich. Yeah. I'm not upset about it. It sounds like, well, uh, what's the... Um, uh, uh, what fuck. Where are you? Talk There's to me, a guy that's in the same genre we're in who makes TV, but he makes it on his own. Eddie Mung. Eddie Wong. Eddie Wong. Eddie Wu. Eddie Wong. Eddie Wong? Wong, but with an H. H-A-U-N-G. Eddie Wong. Okay. I think it's his name. That's I think amazing. that's how you say it. Okay. But he's got a show called Fresh Eddie? Off the Boat. Who the hell is Eddie Wong? And he's got a fucking bow. Bauhaus is the name of his. No. Oh. That, that can't be right. Eddie Huang, fresh is it, off the boat. Yeah, but is, is what's the name of his restaurant? Bauhaus? The Bauhaus? Um, what the hell is this? Oh, it's really good. It's re- it is really good. He's It's Vice. Vice is fucking fascinating. Do you ever watch Vice at no. all? Oh, my God. Just type in Colombian donkey fuckers. <laughs> really? Type that There's word in. There's a Colombian donkey fuckers. Wait, these are people that do that. In, Okay. Colombian donkey fuckers. I was like, I bet it comes up really quick. Right when you put D, donkey fuckers. Donkey vice. Donkey vice. You want to type fuckers? It? No, that's it. That's definitely it. No, I'm typing in donkey fuckers. Oh god, I don't want to see this vice guide. Okay, the first one was actually a YouTube clip, but I don't even. I don't Dude, know. I'm obsessed with vice. So it's people's vices. No, no, it's like, I, a, I, like a you fetish. Know, it was, or something. No, it was a magazine first, and now it's just uh, it's it's kind of journalism, but for like. Guys like us. Are you 18? That, that just <laughs> popped up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you that. are. So, Asses of the Caribbean. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you the good ones. Look, this is for... What the hell is this? It's about people... It, basically, I think the title says it all. Oh, so it's wait a second. This, this is... about people in who fuck donkeys. Yeah, this is... No, this is Asses of the Caribbean. Is that uh, different? I don't know. Here's... Look, the ones you want to watch on Vice are Devil's Breath. Okay? Yeah. Devil's Breath is this... By the way, it's you can see, find it all over here. It's so like this is trumpet. a website? Vice is a website. Vice puts up media, like Eddie Wong's Fresh Off the Boat, which is hilarious. There are two ways. Oh, sorry, that was an advertisement. Yeah. Um, they've got uh, Shane Smith. Shane Smith has a great series where he just basically, it's like investigations. He wants to find out who's running guns in Afghanistan. He goes to Afghanistan and meets the warlords and fucking ru- hangs out with them for a week. It is it is hardcore gonzo journalism. And the place that you find that is online. On Vice. Vice.com. Vice.com. Okay. Yeah. And so the Colombian donkey fuckers, is that they found some guys in Colombia who go up to the hills and fuck donkeys. I'm sure, sure it's coming that's up a, right That's now. a PlayStation ad. Here we go. That's actually not... <laughs> I know, I know what people are going to like. Vice Guide to Sex. Asses of the Caribbean. That might not be it. Yeah. But I'm hey, sure. I'm Ryan Duffy. We're here in New York City. 
We actually just got back to the States. Uh, we spent some time down in Colombia, where we found out that some of the locals, um, they fuck donkeys. <laughs> That's it! See? That's it! That's amazing! By the way... Hey, Ryan, so, you could not have done a better job describing yeah, what I was that's describing. Amazing. So, wait a second. So, this here, is. Um, here in they're kind of long. I think they're like 15 minutes. Yeah, well, we'll. Yeah, you're right. They're 15, exactly. So, did he get paid? Th- the they funded like this? It was constructed from the daydreams of frustrated yeah. nine to five. Vice funds these, and they send these it's journalists, like young dudes, one like camera, on probably mic themselves. And they go in and they find these, like, kind of really awesome, juicy stories got it. that are me and you going, Have you seen Columbia Donkey Fuckers? That's Cartagena. Uh, okay. You know what? All right. Obviously, they're not going to show it until the end. This okay. Sundays, we went to the hills to have sex with the donkeys. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's what it says on the screen. It was. So you watched this whole thing? Uh, just just enough to get the gist of it. <laughs> get initiated together. Thirteen-year-old boys and girls in rec rooms groping each other. Okay. It's <laughs> eager to kind of share this part of the culture with us. That we were about to see a whole lot more. Eager. Look, they're riding the donkeys up to the. Hills. Oh my god! Look at the wiener on that donkey! Why would you fuck a donkey? I, I wish I had remembered what Is it the... men? Is it men that do it? I think so. So Martin took us out to this field. Now the sun was setting, there were all kinds of trees. I think it's gonna hit. A couple little lakes, and it was quite beautiful. Bueno, yo at this point in my life, I've been with a rough estimate. More than a hundred donkeys. <laughs> when we were kids, a good friend of mine said, Martin, come, let's go fuck a donkey. <laughs> it was the first time I was going to fuck a donkey. He said, come on, you go first. I said, wait a second, how does this go? He said, just go up to it and pull open the lips. I pulled them open and saw the donkey's pink pussy. Oh my God. It's almost like you're making this up. That, that I'm reading it. Yeah, I'm literally reading what this <laughs> yeah, guy's saying. Lots of times you think of a girl, and sometimes you just go there thinking of the donkey you're fucking. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on in here? I, Colombian donkey fuckers. Bert, you come in for five minutes. And just mess shit and this up. this is what happens? Colombian donkey fuckers. Now they're not... Wait, I missed a lot. Why? You, not, you didn't miss why? anything. We've just colored it. answer the question yeah. of why. Yeah. Sometimes you see a donkey with a nice big ass. I pulled over. I got off my bike. Went up to her. And took her behind the bush. And even when it comes to zoophilia, I mean like sexual Zoophilia. Of course there's someone that can talk technically. You're breaking my heart. Someone can... And there's a shot. Oh, my God. Of the guy doing the donkey? Yeah. It's one of those... uh, Now he's loving it. Careful what you ask. Surprise, you knew was coming and you didn't want to be there. Oh, my God. It's a shot of the guy actually fucking a donkey. There he's fucking the donkey again. Look at that. Oh, shut up. Oh, my God. What the hell? And the donkey is just eating grass. <laughs> That's the hundredth reason to get a donkey. And now, now he's Careful hugging the donkey. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, anyway, go to Vice. And, uh, so wait, so let me give you the broad, yeah, broad sure. scope device. So that's where I learned about crocodile. Crocodile is that new drug that oh. everyone's oh, talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, it's yeah. like a heroin that came out of Russia. And is that the one that started, makes your, your limbs fall off? It, makes your, it, it, it starts eating your flesh, and then your flesh heals, and it looks like crocodile scales. Oh, wow. So, uh, and then... I learned about Devil's Breath. Devil's Breath is the scariest one. Watch the Devil's Breath one. It's about this trumpet flower that's all over L.A. They're, I have one in my backyard. We actually cut it down. They grind up the seeds, and then they blow the powder in your face, and you lose all free will. So you'll be at a club, and a girl will be... You'll be like at a strip club, and the girl, you'll be getting lap dance, and then she'll just go like this, like... And this powder will go in your face, and you lose all free will. And then she'll say, hey, let's go back to your place and uh, empty out your bank account. And you'll be like, okay. And then you do it, and then this she's can't like, "Be real? Are you serious? Yeah, it's real. Holy shit! It's, it's real. Either that or Vice is the greatest prank channel I've ever seen. <laughs> but it is. I, I, I watched it on Devil's Breath. That's a, the one that scared me the most because I'm going to Rio. I'm not. I know, and I know Colombia and Rio. I don't know. I don't even know the relation. But quite honestly, I just the idea. God, you're good at making. You're like Michael <laughs> Winslow over there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Columbia Donkey Fuckers is like the that's the benchmark of 
But Vice is amazing. Uh, I can't believe that exists. It's crazy. Yeah. Really and then, and then to find people that are just say, yeah, whatever. I'm not. It's not. It's it's just like it's no big deal to me. I don't care if you if you feature videotape this. me fucking a donkey. Wow. <laughs> you couldn't videotape me fucking a dude. <laughs> I'd rather. What would you rather do? Be videotaped fucking a dude, having a chick fuck you with a dildo, or fuck a donkey? Oh, the chick one. Yeah, that's easy. Gonna, that's easy. That. But yeah. remove the chick from the yeah. equation. Seriously? And I probably. I, I think I. I don't. I don't know. It becomes a little more dicey at that point. It does become dicey. Uh, of the three, I gotta say that's probably the best. What choice. would you rather do? Have a dude suck your dick, a d- on on camera. Okay. Dude suck your dick. A girl fuck you in the ass with a dildo on camera, or fuck a donkey. I'm sorry. I was like, I was thinking of the disclaimer I'm going to put in the beginning of the show. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't really pay- I wasn't really paying attention to what, what you were you saying. What would you rather do? So have a dude suck on camera. Yeah. Have it on the internet. It goes okay. on the internet, but it's on Red Tube, so you got to find it. You got to look for it. <laughs> You but, don't know where it is. But I could, make, I could bring it up on a podcast and be like, have you seen the video of Zane? Either A, you had to pick. Okay. A dude sucking your dick on that's camera. Fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, getting fucked in the ass with a dildo by a girl. Oh, that's But, that's but it's a strap on. Okay, I'll take those two. And <laughs> Sorry, wait. No, you just got to pick one. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> no, or, just get to pick one. Or uh, or you have sex with a dude. No, it's, it's the girl one. Yeah. Again? Wow. Yeah, because it's a girl. Because it's a girl. I might roll the dice on a guy blowjob to see if I'll yeah, like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence. <laughs> on camera, though, it's tough. Yeah, but I'll be like, ah, oh, shut up, that's a dude. Like, I, <laughs> I'll just at the end, I'll be like, what? It's yeah. a guy. You he guys looks got like, me. Bird, he looks like Santa Claus. Yeah. You're new as a dude. All right, let's talk about uh, let's hear a wonderful segue into Bert. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened since you've been on the show. People who have heard you on this show know that you've taken your shirt off it's, it's been it's been very fun oh yeah since then um, which has probably been about five months you are now I'm I, I, so I said, more interested in your career I said to you can I talk about the pilot on the show and you said <laughs> which one? Oh yeah that's awesome talk no, to me about that I know I'm just uh, just uh, yeah I'm Resigned to travel for a few more years okay and so we're doing projects over there I got, I'm still doing trip flip we're in production doing that so, you're, so you're, you're still doing trip flip, still doing pr- and then trip flip. There, obviously there's there's a project that you're not talking. There's, 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 there's a couple things that we're t- we're talking about doing that we haven't really that uh, that we haven't. I've talked out loud about, but I but I, not on like yeah, we're like we're, we're talking about recorded, go, right. we're talking about going to Russia and doing a special of me going back to Russia, finding those guys. Yeah, and then uh, do you want some vodka? No, I'm good. <laughs> and then I sold a show to uh, NBC, so I'm doing a yeah. Let's, network so there is literally it's. Um, there was a movie called Van Wilder. It's a good movie. Bert hasn't seen it, but it's it was it, it incre- just just step in when I'm wrong. I'll see if I can make it as short as possible. Rolling Stones doing a story on the best school, uh, best party school in the country. Yes. Um, they ended up picking was it Florida State? Florida State number two in the country right now in the BCS polls. And I never so that they're number three still. No, it's Oregon. And so sure? they want to go down that. there to do this check. story. Fact checking. And shit. they uh, they called people at the school and said, hey, who should we talk to? And they're like, Bert. They called the president of the school, Bert. Who should we talk to? Bert. They called, like, you know, president of student body. Who should we come down and interview? Bert. So they sent a, a Rolling Stones reporter down and followed uh, Bert around for a week. And the person had an amazing time, wrote an amazing article. Oliver Stone, Oliver Stone optioned the story from Rolling Stone. And and Oliver just had a bunch of people write spec scripts. God, it, you're telling this like like you're me. You're really good at this. It got uh, and basically uh, Oliver Stone got just preoccupied with other stuff, and the options ran up on the specs that people wrote. And so one of the people took the spec, ter- changed the name Bert to Van Wilder, and then sold sold that movie. So yep. Van Wilder is basically. <laughs> Bert, now now that happened. You didn't get anyth- anything for no. it, which is I didn't really have any involvement with it either. Yeah, but you know, it kind of sucks because it's you know you- it does a little bit only because only, only in the way that I the only thing I would have wanted was an introduction to the business, right? Like I would have liked to have been on set. I would have yeah. liked to. Have, I would have loved if at some point, but I guess you, you can't do that because if you involve me, then you have to pay me, right? And, and I get and I probably get yeah. a, a, a good share of the chunk of because it's 
So I guess the way they did it is right, but I would have loved to even they could have even said, "Hey man, here's how it went down. I would if you want, you can come on set. We'll give you a small role. Yeah. You can learn. Yeah. You can I would love that. I would you could, have loved you that. You could have been the Indian guy. But it worked out fine. I'm it, glad it, it didn't it, happen. It, it did work out fine. And that, and either it worked out fine or it's just the fact that you have persevered and you have made it at this point work out fine because now NBC is doing a pilot that's that's basically about you. Yeah. And one of the cells on the show is the fact that you were this the Van Wilder story was based on your experiences in college. So now, theoretically, having a TV show that runs is better than a movie that come comes and goes. I would and, much and, rather if you said to me if you said to me at that age, I, what would you rather have a movie or a sitcom? I'd say a movie in a heartbeat. I now, remember. Would you rather have a movie now or a sitcom in twenty years? Is what the conversation? Yeah, would oh yeah, like. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'll take the, I'll uh, take, think I'll take a movie now. Thanks, weirdo. Sadly, everyone should say sitcom in twenty years. Yeah. Easily, yeah. No one. One movie is the just, longevity. Yeah, the movie dude, comes and goes. Give me uh, any day, I'll take a sitcom over a movie. Any day, I would love shooting over at CBS Radford. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bike ride away. Yeah, literally, how great that's. I mean, it's going to be the fucking dream. You know, but I mean, there's a lot of that's where there's a lot of things. That's that where your to NBC show is shooting at CBS Radford. Yeah, because there's a CBS production. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you get it so, makes sense, but that's amazing. You literally could walk to work. You ride your bike. I ride my bike. I, it's, it's, there's a lot of. Let's be very clear. We all know this. They can tell you you have a home run sitcom. We'll give you a time slot and yada yada yada. It still it still yeah. may not happen. Yeah. Like there's a lot of hoops. There's a lot of planets <laughs> have to align to make sure that goes on. Right now the planets are setting up, and I'm very happy with that. And they got us this far, and I love this part. This is like. The falling in love part yeah. when you get into development. And it's like, remember I told you when you guys were getting ready? And I was like, you guys got the money. This is my favorite part. You got the money. You get to plan the trip. The post, like doing post-production, that's the depressing part. Oh, for me. that's why I hate my life. Right <laughs> that makes sense. I wonder why I was so depressed. So when you asked who Dan Dunn was, and you've, you've met him. I could show you a picture of him. Um, I'll bring it up. So Dan uh, was a writer for uh, I, Playboy. I do not know Dan Dunn. He I never met Dan Dunn. He wasn't here when we when we shot. Wasn't he here so. when we were on the podcast no. together? I remember you talking about him, but I never met him. That's weird. You, you must have just missed him. So he came in right after because Dan is, had to go to some show. Right there. Or something. No, but he wasn't on. He's not. He wasn't the co-host of the podcast. No, not at that time. Not that time. He oh, was he just is now. Now he is now, but he's yeah. not. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. not here. But he yeah. never comes in. We're never in this. We're never in the same place. <laughs> but you know what? When I was out shooting uh, all the episodes, he covered. And now I'm covering for him, and it works out. Um, so we um, anyway. So he wrote a he wrote a book. He wrote for Playboy. Yes, wrote, wrote I remember this guy. Com, I remember the story about him. And, yeah, and then he wrote a pilot for. He wrote a book called uh, Living Loaded about his life. And then Fox optioned it and made a movie out of it. Or I'm sorry, a TV uh, a pilot starring Donald Sutherland and as him, which is weird. And um, and weird. so he got like a young dude. Yeah, he's probably about he's about forty, and Donald okay. Sutherland's about a hundred. And uh, he said he walked up to his, on set, walked up to Dan, Donald Sutherland, and said, uh, "Hi, I'm, I'm Dan Dunn. I wrote this." And uh, and uh, Donald Sutherland, without without even looking up, said, "That's nice." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." So I mean, yeah, it's 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 a uh, you know, it's show. It's based on my life. And uh, and Donald said, "Oh, I didn't realize this was based on someone's life." And Dan said, "Yeah, it's mine." And Donald didn't say anything. Dan just walked away. He's like, "Wow, the guy That's never even looked up at him." That's the weird thing about fucking Hollywood is that that little disconnect of like, of like, hey, you got us this far. We got it from here. Yeah, you like you know, it's like it's like uh, the first. I'm trying to think the first pilot that I ever sold. I remember selling it. Everyone loved me. Da da da. Here we go. I'm gonna stand in a hotel in, at the Sheridan up in uh, Studio City. Up uh, the Sheridan, up in Universal City. I'm. St- oh God, you're good. I like beer. And so, uh, and I remember calling up the writer one day with some ideas that I had, and he was like, "Okay." And now, mind you, I I had to greenlight that writer. I had to sit with that writer across from a table and decide if he was going to get the job because I was the talent. All right. And I did, and I called him with an idea. He's like, "I got it from here, buddy." And I was like, "What?" Wow. And he was like, "I, you know, it's a little." Like you're stepping on toes. Why don't you just hang out, enjoy yourself, spend your money, let the, adult, and we'll, let the adults let the work. adults deal with it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! My second pilot kind of went a little down like this. This one's nothing like that. Like this one is so much more. I think. I well, think you have a have, name. You paid your dues. And, and, and if you think about it, maybe if Donald thought that if he would have acknowledged Dan, 
then all of a sudden Dan would have started throwing him ideas and he would have been like, oh my God, why did I open myself up to this conversation? That's because what it is. he's like 70 years old. He's probably had this situation before. So not necessarily defending him. I mean, he's, it was still rude, but I mean, you know, whatever. Who gives a shit? So, so that show... It was all lined up to be great, and, and it didn't. Uh, maybe Donald played his, played his dad or something. But any, in any respect, it didn't go. Um, which is, you know, was that a crushing See, call? See what, what that guy. I'm not, I don't. I won't speak for Dan Dunn, but I would imagine what he wanted out of that experience was to get an in to start writing network sitcoms. Like that would be nice. That's why. Let me let me rephrase that. If I was Dan Dunn, what I would have wanted out of that was the experience to get an in to sit at a table to then work at he another was the, table. No, he was the writer. So he was the writer. He was. Getting, he wrote the whole sitcom. He was getting. I don't. He was either a producer or a writer. He was getting paid a, a really nice chunk of change. But but it, did he did he leverage it into then a deal at like Fox or? I'm not. I'm not Dan Dunn. Oh, see, that's what. That, but that's what my, my point is. That's what I think everyone wants is is give me an opportunity to then work tomorrow. Right. Right. Who's calling? You can shut that off. Hey, that's, hey, that's it's done. Oh, that's oh. great. Let's take this. Let's take this. Okay. First caller. Hey, uh, Dan. Hold on one second. <laughs> Um. Yeah, hold on. You're on the uh, air. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, hold on. Is it is it coming through? Okay. Hey, are you taping? Are you taping right now? Yeah, yeah. It's, and now we we've plugged you in, so you're on with Bert. We were just talking about you. So we were just talking about you two seconds ago. So can Bert? Bert has a bunch of questions for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. So Dan, first of all, where? How are you doing, Bert? Good, good, good. Hey, Dan, we were talking about your your pilot. It was at Fox, right? Yeah, last year. Yeah. That was last year? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. For some reason, I thought it was like five years ago. Oh, yeah. Now, now, la- did, did that get you an in to then kind of start writing on shows or like get in and, and start like getting staffed? Or is that something you even wanted? Um, well, it's something I would certainly not have been averse to, but uh, it didn't, no, it didn't go down like that, really. Um, do, do you feel meetings, like, do you feel like somehow... <clears throat> Do you feel like somehow the process is set up to take a guy like maybe you or me or Zane, and once you put us into the network system, then slide us off to the side? Yeah, I think that uh, in in my particular case, I just think it was. Um, even though I wrote co-wrote the pilot, I don't think it, I, it. It didn't help me in in that I don't think they viewed me as like a TV guy. I think they viewed me as I'm the guy that wrote the book and uh, you know I was sort of a spectator for a lot of it but even though I again Dan at what point at what point were you maybe perceived because the book was about you and the book was all these drunken debaucherous stories at some point do you think that they viewed you as that guy um I don't know that's a good point. Because that's how I view uh, you, you fucker. <laughs> I mean, that's how I view me, too. But, um, uh, I, you know, I think what it... Honestly, I was probably a victim of uh, success in, in this regard. Um, you know, we had a... Sort of the first time out of the gate, I get a pilot at Fox with guys, that, you know, with the sunny guys. Who are, and I met William Morris, and, you know, you're very disposable at like that, even though they're still representing me and Zane, uh, but you can be very disposable in places like that when, uh, you know, they weren't going to get done with the pilot and go out, oh, man, well, fuck Rob and, and fuck Rob Rosell, the other guy we did it with, because those guys were earning the money. After Living Loaded died, I wasn't earning the money, which meant in order to, to get me to earn money, they'd have to do a little bit of work, and I don't know that they were interested in that. <laughs> That's an interesting insight. I was I was telling Zane I'm doing a I'm in a uh, deal now uh, at NBC and it it is the complete opposite of that. However, my first two deals I felt exactly like you felt. Like I felt like ICM just threw me out and I stuck to the wall and they were like, well, as long as it sticks to the wall, we'll let it sit on the wall. But when it drops, it's going to stay on the floor. Yeah. Well, at the, at the end well, of the I mean, day, you you. You know, and and Dan and and, and you, like I don't know your, the, the complete situation, but Dan wrote a pilot that was not successful. I, I don't think they were looking at going. Okay, well, let's put you in something else. Well, no, but the fact they, they want to they want to place blame. The fact that he wrote a pilot is is a huge. Ta- I mean, so, so very few people get to even write a pilot. Right. You know, I mean, I not think, only wrote a pilot, not only wrote a pilot, we made the pilot. I yeah, mean, that's a big deal. Spent two million dollars on it. You know, and it's uh, it. Uh, I think that my experience so far has been 
as long as I'm out there getting something to happen, agencies are more than willing to hop on board after you've got set up. Yeah, you know? of like, Even with the book last year, I mean, the whole thing happened not because I had an agent hustling for me. It happened because I gave, Rob was my friend, Necklehenny, I gave him the book to get a, ja a blurb for the jacket. He read it and, and called me and said he wanted this to be his next project. At that point, and I'm not joking, every I don't even know how they find out. It's just crazy how they find out, but all in that one week, every agent that I'd ever met in my life called me and was like, hey man, how you been? I hear, you know, CAA, ICM. I took meetings with all the big agencies then because they, why wouldn't they want to represent me at that point? They know it's gonna, you know, the sunny guys are attached. They know it's likely to get sold if I them and maybe even get picked up. And then as soon as it ended, oh, that's not, that's not fair. As soon as it ended, WME did work with me and I wrote another pilot that they didn't necessarily love and it was like, okay. And you know, they're being insane. By the way, can we edit all the, everything out? No, 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 because listen, I, I went out last night with a bunch of, you know, WME agents and like, you know, I have a point person, but they're all essentially my agent. And I introduced one of the agents, I had been drinking, but I introduced one of the agents says, hey, this is the guy who loves me when I'm, when I'm working and hates me when I'm not, you know, this is a guy that takes my yeah. calls when when I'm I'm important and doesn't when I'm not, you know, like when they're, when when things are great right now, I I have a bunch of stuff that going on and and so they came up to me last night and were talking to me and I was busting their balls because you know like two years ago or something when things weren't so hot, they would have had a completely different uh, different approach to me or or none at all. So, well, Bert, Bert, uh, Zane and I were talking not long ago, not not long before we started doing this podcast. And Dan, you remember, we were kicking around so many ideas. All right, let's write this. Let's do this. Let's, and, you know, not getting the time of day from, from certainly from the agents. And then Zane, then Zane did Chug, and then Zane got this other thing, and things are going well. He's get, and then all of a sudden, yeah, Zane knows it just happened with me in the last, literally in the last two weeks, where I've had a couple of things that have come up, and now suddenly, you know, I call WME, he picks up right away. You know, hey man, what's going on? What's happening? And I've got. I, I had. I had even the worst side of that. I was at CAA and was working, and they wouldn't return my calls. <laughs> like yeah. I had to leave them, and I was like, and I had to leave my longtime, my longtime booking manager because I, I was working as much as I wanted. I could work. I could work every week if I wanted, and they still wouldn't return. And they still not even that. I went into a meeting, and they didn't even know what I was working on. They were like, "That's horrible." Oh, they were. It was the worst experience I've ever had at an agency in my entire life, and I literally had to leave my best friend, Matt Frost, and be like, "I, I can't work here because it the, the level of incompetency was so grossly understated." I mean, it was just like, and I went to, I went in, I, went, I met with UTA, with Chris Hart, was that ran the meeting, and and I had Hi Heidi, Max, all these dudes in there. First thing they said was, I love your podcast. Mind you, I'd only done two episodes. They had already fucking listened to it. Right. And I was like, I'm at the right place. Right. Next thing you know, everything I've everything I've ever put on a, get, a goal list achieved within a year. And that's UTA. And they've got me in a deal over at NBC that I'm in fucking love with. I love the writers. I love the producers. How'd that come about? Uh, I just, I don't know, just taking general meetings. You were taking general meetings. UTA set me up yeah. with a bunch of general meetings, and I met this guy, Eric Tenenbaum, and he and me and him hit it off, and he liked me, and I told him a couple stories, and he was like, let's do it. And then you we, know what's crazy? Yeah. It's because I'm probably going to play the like the crazy drunk neighbor. Or me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wouldn't that Wait be minute, so Dan. strange? Wait a minute, Zane. I got dibs on the crazy drunk neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, you could literally move next to Bert and be the crazy drunk neighbor. <laughs> it's you know man it's 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 you know it's interesting how that that whole thing works and, and you it, know it I, is. You, can't, you can't you can't take it personally you, know? you can't, I, you I, can't. I, I don't. What, are you are you shooting your are you shooting your pilot today dan or is that thursday no i have a i have a i have a well i had a meeting that now has become a conference call like at two o'clock oh, uh, i love that about that and That's what's amazing and because bert lives in in the valley well where we are which used to have a very negative stigma and now we're fighting it it's actually pretty cool i love the valley um and dan has to live over he lives in marina del rey which is you can't if you can't get there Ugh. it's a horrible, it's I, a horrible I, I love marina del rey and i love that alley that you can take the you can take your bike all the way down to the to the, to the italian restaurant and the best burger in town is by in my opinion is uh right by the pier but what's it close to the airport it's no, very no. it's very close to the airport, which is very user friendly for any comedian. Right, because you're right, you're a hop, skip, and a jump. I mean, when I get when I 
I love the valley, but when I come home, it is an hour ride on it's the four horrible. It's an hour it's fucking horrible. ride. That's like commuting. Yeah, it's bad. And so, uh, yeah, but I love Marina Del Rey. That's where we go down to the beach all the time. Well, it's it's amazing, except for so tonight I'm going to a, a dinner at Rivera, which is downtown. Yeah. And I think I started thinking about the drive three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> As they knows, I get more than most people. I'm I'm particularly sensitive to dry I just don't like it yeah. it gets me so stressed out no I, dude I'm the, I'm the same I, way I if I Dan if I had to come visit you today at like one I would have started I literally yesterday I would have started figuring out like when am I going to leave how long can I spend there before I got to come back to not get in traffic because I went and shot something this new this Nat Geo thing I was down in, in Huntington Beach which isn't like that far from you. It's a little bit farther, but not that far. I'm not lying. It took me two hours after a really long, like a 12, 14 hour day to drive home. I had the biggest headache. It was horrible. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I won't. Oh, I was the pilot I was doing the other day saying that, I, you know, you know, but that I, they, they wanted me to come back in. I shot most on Friday and then they wanted me to come back in uh, yesterday. You know, by the I way, said, okay. By the way, uh, just just to, real quick, sorry to interrupt, but um, I I I I don't think I'm supposed to tell people that it's on. I already heard it. I listened to today's show. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they won't listen. Yeah. I won't. But I won't. I, I won't I, tell people it's on. I'm just making sure. I want you to make sure that I respect that. Yeah, well, you know, it's a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, anyway, oh. they, uh, they, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> but when they asked me to come back in yesterday, they said, "All right, you know, what's that?" I it wasn't thinking to myself, man. I hope we get some great stuff or blah blah. You know, this is awesome. What an amazing opportunity! I was thinking, oh shit, what time are we going to get done? Because then I'm going to drive back yeah. from Hollywood. And so they they asked me specifically. They said, "How about you come in at eleven? And it should probably take about six hours." I said, "Can we do it a little earlier?" I can get out of there by three. <laughs> I, I, I'll I'll tell Bert off the air what your show is. I think it's I think it's pretty fun. I, I I won't. I think I don't think that where you're possibly making it for is a big thing. I think it's the subject matter, maybe the production company. So I, I I'm not. I want to know that. I'll, I'll, I'll let's I'll wrap t- this podcast. Up. I'll tell you. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> Zane, will, Zane will tell you. I have to say, by the way, Zane gave me great advice because I'm not. I haven't really done a lot of. Uh, I haven't done any real TV hosting. And the advice was was great. And you you actually you were uh, I was trying were to spot on in terms you, of he Dane told me you know it's it's going to feel unnatural to have my energy level up to where they want it. And you were absolutely right. I, you know that thing where you like oh, play character of yourself. You know. Well, it's funny. I was trying to give you bad advice, Dan, because I wanted the gig. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> It's very. I was wondering why. I was wondering why they were saying that you kept calling. Uh, yeah, no, but, uh, but trust me, that's how vain it is. How vain we were. We shot a little thing in the studio with Zane last week because they wanted to see footage of me. And I, I invented. I was saying it jokingly, but I said to Josh when he was filming, "I'm like, don't get Zane in there." <laughs> I was because <joking. laughs> I was. In, I, you were interviewing. You were interviewing me really in it. You were interviewing me. Uh, you can't, and, and I was no, like, yeah, and, no. and I was like, really like, I was being big. I'm like, shit, do that again. I can't be that big. Because oh, they're gonna be like, no, who, who's the guy that you I were talking to? to you. I gotta send it to you. I edited it. Oh, okay. There's one part where you were where you were really funny. I cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did. You were talking about how good you were, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Taking that out. Of there's it. this it thing that really funny there. there's this thing that came out the other day. I was listening to it on my on my drive to the to work, and uh, it was the, it was like thirty horrible things about Gwyneth Paltrow, and one of them oh, was it was it, it's it's warm. it's really weird, but but one of them was that she was like best friends with one Winona Ryder. And went over to her house and saw this script for Shakespeare in Love, and it's like, oh, what's this movie? She's like, oh, it's this, it's this movie they want me to do, whatever. And apparently, it, like, she's like, what's it about? And she loved it so much that she called them and somehow convinced them to hire her instead of her friend. When I remember during the Oscars, someone went with Gwyneth and someone went with Winona. Like they double dated Matt and Matt and Ben double dated with Gwyneth and Winona. Not the Oscars, but like some like Golden Globe oh, wow. or something. To, oh, so so then there's validity to them being best oh they're best friends. friends. Yeah. No, wait, I want to, now, now I'm obsessed. I want to know the other twenty nine things. I know, no, they're good. I, I uh, th- she has really bad body odor. I can take um, it. <laughs> I can take it. It's a, yeah, it's, she could have a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was twenty eight. Uh, Dan, what'd you call for? Pretty, to be a, 
I thought you were. I thought you were at uh, at, at uh, Trimmer Pills th- today. Is that not today? No, that's that's. I'm going to New York this week. Where are you on? Trimmer. Where are you on Thursday? I'm I'm recording three shows on Thursday. I will be on a plane to New York City. Yeah. Well, guess yeah. what? At some point, I'm going to quote be on a plane to New York City when I don't f- don't feel like coming into the office, <laughs> fucker, because you can't, can't drive from the beach. You know, one of the things about saying is he, and I guess drinking for a living is short term memory problems. Because I could swear. It wasn't that long ago that you were gone for about six weeks. You know what, Dan? You're breaking up. Dan, are you there? <laughs> Dan. <laughs> I can't hear him. Dan, did you call about something else? You obviously didn't know we were recording at this point. I Well, unless you looked at my calendar. No, but... I, I actually I did because I had a meeting, but then now it's a conference call, but I remembered you said that Bert was coming in at one. Oh, so, so you I literally called to be part of the show. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, just in case my other shit doesn't work out. All right, well, be... well, guess yeah, what? It's, t- it's time for the quiz. So you're taking the quiz, Dan, against Bert. And okay. because of Bert's fun name, the quiz is Sesame Street. It's the Sesame Street quiz. I'm going to fucking murder have, this. All right. Oh, uh, because Dan's in, we can't play the sound effects. Like maybe I That's just okay. Put, just maybe, hum them. Maybe I, <laughs> hum, hum who? Do, do we have like a... Okay. I'm putting... A, sorry, Dan. It's going to sound like people are booing outside your office. <laughs> okay. Can you hear this? Yes, you can hear this. Can you hear this? Okay, that's the that's yep. yes or no. All right, here we go. Yeah, um, what is your so Dan? It's a callback buzz in. So what's your what's your buzz in for the show? For Sesame Street. Well, yeah, Dan, you've, you uh, Dan, you know how this goes. We've done this like a hundred times so far. Your buzz in is is a callback from the show, like uh, some word. It will be um, like Gwyneth would be a funny one. Not no, that's not that good. Donkey Donkey Fuckers Donkey Colombian Donkey Fuckers Yeah so you're buzzing As Colombian Donkey Fuckers Yeah Alright what's yours Dan Dan take longer Gwyneth Paltrow's a dick Cookie Cookie No it's a It's a callback From this this show Dan (laughs) It's a call Yeah a callback From this show You got it Has it been that long That you don't remember (laughs) My callback will be Um Where's Dan? Where's Dan? Okay, that's fine. All right, here we go. Question number one. Uh, what is the name of Big Bird's imaginary friend? Cl- Don- Gwyneth Paltrow's a dick. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. I, I was looking for Mr. Snuffleupagus. Dan, do you have children? No. None, none you are have, fucked. Nothing he knows of. Oh, that's true. What? Tully. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me crazy. I can actually do Elmo, but I lost my baseline for it. Elmo likes games with... <clears throat> anyway. That's what a good one to have in your pocket. What character retired after the show that Jim Henson died in 1990? What character retired from the show after Jim Henson's death in 1990? Um, retired from the show... Jim Oscar the Grouch. You got to buzz in. No. Gwyneth Paltrow is a dick. Yes. What's your what's your uh, answer? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is a dick. Yeah. What's your answer? Uh, Oscar the Grouch. That's wrong. That's wrong. Um. I haven't seen him. Is that wrong? Oh, that I know who it is. Go, go ahead, Dan. Dan, you get one guess. Where's Dan? You get yeah. one Dan? guess. One guess. Go. One. Uh, two. I would say Professor Professor Hastings. Wow. What is, is that a real he guess? smoking? Uh, what was your guess? Uh, it was was it uh, the Count? No, it's Kermit the Frog. Retired. Oh, he was on, on Was he on Sesame Street? Uh, no, he's retired oh, from. Not. Yeah. Oh, oh this has nothing yeah. to do with Sesame Street. He was on. Okay. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Ask Casey. <laughs> Casey's that was a, creepy. Casey's a no, no, he's on. Uh, I got his shirt and everything. All right, so you got one, Dan. You got nothing. What is the name of the big blue monster with a pink nose? The big, big blue, blue monster, monster with the pink nose. You know what? He's not big. Yeah. And I want to say purple. What's the name of the purplish blue indigo? Oh. Yeah. Where's Where's Dan? Yeah, Dan. Grover. Wow. Oh, Jesus. That's it. Tied up. That was super yeah. easy. I was. Uh... So buzzing in as soon as you're ready. Yeah. What characters were rumored to be gay? Bert and Dan. Dan. Yes. Bert Nerby. Bert Nerby. Bert got it. Bert and Burton. Burton <laughs> <laughs> you guys both get Burton Zane. That's pretty funny. Uh, all right, so it's two to one. 
Ernie is known for a famous song about what um, toy? Gwyneth Paltrow is a dick. Yeah. Mm, uh, rubber ducky. That's correct. All right. This last one's worth 20 points. So you, it, it's, it's anyone's game. What is the name of the full-length movie in 1985 that followed the adventures of Big Bird as he left Sesame Street? Wow. It's amazingly difficult, Casey. <laughs> wow. Uh, give me one word from it. Big Bird. It's called Follow That. It's called Follow, follow that, that Bird. Follow That Bird. Follow That Bird. Nice job, uh, Bert. Are we? What? Are we at time? How much? What are we at right now? No, it's got to be thirty minutes. Forty. We gotta do. We gotta do at least ten more. Oh, I can do that. Um, Bert, I want to tell you about something. Hey, Mel, can you come in for a second? Okay. Um, so Mel. Yeah. Mel has her pussy with her. Come here. Don't say the name of the cat because it could be your your password for all your computers. Pick her up. Wait. I make I make her I make her meow. This is uh, I, I got Mel this for her birthday, and she opened the bag and she's like, "No, no, 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 we're returning this tomorrow." And um, that is a great cat. Yeah. Now she won't. She won't talk. You must have paid for it. <laughs> Did you really make that thing talk? Yeah. I guess she, be- she hates being upside down. Hey, it's so just, funny. Just say something. If and you she- squeeze my wife's pussy, it just. Like- <laughs> 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 um. So um. The, anyway, so yeah, and then she said, okay, "No, we're returning this cat tomorrow." And then the next day was tomorrow, and the next day was tomorrow. And then I she did ask and you then she to named it. it. Yeah, well, it's that's a, a great looking cat. It's a <coughs> si- it's a Siamese, so it's a baby Siamese. Yeah, both. She's not my, saying anything. Yeah, all our animals say something. I'm are in cones again. right now. Get it? <laughs> really? All our animals are in cones. Why? Why? Uh, just the cat lost a toe. Wow. Yeah, and wow. that's a. Uh, I don't. We don't know. It just came home without a toe. Okay. <laughs> So it's an outdoor. So then cat. they have it's an indoor outdoor, but not really. You gotta be careful with the outdoors around here uh-huh. because there are coyotes around and yeah, they're killing yeah. cats. Yeah, Either that or it's a new Lost Boys. We <laughs> we were um we got home from um uh Vienna mm-hmm. and we got home, we went to sleep at like six in the afternoon six in, at night, whatever, and woke up at like three, three or three yeah. or four. Like bright eyes. And so we're like, oh, yeah, I bet Starbucks is open at like five. So we leave at four. Like, I just walk around yeah. our neighborhood, which is really nice, quiet. At three in the morning, it is pretty cool. Walk out there. <laughs> if you're white. There's a... There's a <laughs> right, let me tell you something. I had an interesting conversation with Kamau Bell, W. Kamau Bell, uh-huh. who's got a... He's a, he's, he's a very active, uh, racially uh, vocal guy. He's got a show on FX called uh, The Bell... Uh, Kamau Bell. Like, hanging uh, hang with Kamau. Hang, hang on, Mr. Cooper. No, yeah. no, I forget what it's called. But we were talking about uh, on my podcast. I had mentioned to him that my friend lost their dog, and like, can you help us find her dog? And it was like two in the morning, and I was like, yeah. So I'm roaming the streets on my bike with a flashlight mm-hmm. in houses, like looking for the dog, just calling for the dog. Yeah. And uh, and people would stop me and they're like, hey, can I help you? And I'd be like, yeah, I lost a dog. And they're like, oh, let me get on a bike and I'll help you look too. Aww. And come out, I was like, that's something only a white guy can do. Yeah. A black guy can't go around with a flashlight <laughs> looking in houses. They're like, what the fuck? That's like that Trayvon. Yeah. And it, so it's really interesting that at three in the morning, uh-huh. that's a white perspective. It's the white, like, we look at it and go, this would be cool. I want to walk the neighborhood. <laughs> but if you're, uh, uh, like, even a, um, a wealthy, Black man, you could be profiled. Yeah, it's an. It, I don't know. I, I don't did know. have I a black. I did have a black friend in, when I lived in Beverly Hills that would get stopped. Really, like like one out of five times he came to visit me, he'd get pulled over, and he's just like, "Yeah, this sucks." I'm obsessed. <clears throat> okay, keep going. To, I'm gonna, I want to talk about something, but uh, keep going. there's a coyote coyote in the street. Really? Yeah. Wait, just man. rolling down you know the. You know oh, what? I forgot. Damn. <laughs> <me too. laughs> Where's that? <laughs> There Wait, you go. Dan. Dan, are you following any of this um, Richie Incognito stuff? What's that? Oh yeah, he, he seems like a he seems like a great guy. Yeah. my really favorite funny. is all these, you know, in that macho culture of the NFL. I'm already reading all these reports about a lot of the, and I knew this was going to happen. A lot of these NFL guys are coming out against the other guy to basically, you know, like he's being a pussy for not. There's one guy from the Giants, Antrell Roll. They had a big thing on ESPN. He's like, man. You gotta stand up for yourself. Like a guy says that shit, you punch him in the face. What happened? Yeah. What's well, so funny? Last night on Monday Night Football, Mike Ditka literally had the balls to go. He not he not the balls. He's just from 1926, right? And he's like, he's like, yeah. here's the thing in his in his little. He's like, you gotta you gotta smack him in the face. Like like yeah. like what? Tell me tell me what happened. What's so the there's the, the, uh, like obviously it's well known that there is uh, hazing for the rookies. Okay, you know usually through training camp. I didn't know it lasted all season, but throughout their first year, I guess. And this guy was a rookie last year in Miami, and there's this guy, Richie Incognito, who's had problems in the past at Nebraska, never even played for Oregon, went to Oregon, never even played, got drafted, by, I think, by the Rams or the Bills, and it just has been a problem, been a, bu- a bully, mm-hmm. 
I, I look. I'm not going to say he's been a bully. I don't, I don't know. I don't know because I'm not there. But you're let's just, just say. You're, you're just let's tell, just say he looks like it. You 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 just tell me stuff you've heard. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. all on ESPN. So um, so then this guy, really nice guy. I think I forget his. I, they haven't. They've talked about this guy so little. They have said Richie Incognito's name the entire time. Mm-hmm. I just know his last name's White. Okay. Uh, but he's a, a light skinned black dude, mm-hmm. half white, half black. I only know that from Richie Incognito's <laughs> voicemails. But um. <laughs> Yeah, what's, so, he, what's he doing? Uh, I can't even. I can't even read it. There, he just leaves him voicemails like, "Listen, you half blank and you half n word. I'm gonna fuck you in your mouth. I'm gonna shit in your mouth. I'm gonna smack you in your I'm face. Gonna shit in your mouth. I'm gonna yeah, shit in your mouth. Like, I'm gonna slap your real mom across the face. You don't ever forget you're a fucking rookie. I'll kill you. And hangs up. Please, and it, well, that's the voicemail he left. And I maybe maybe my tone's different. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a light way to say that. <laughs> Listen, you half n word. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> but um, so he, um, so yeah, so Richie Incognito has has been suspended from the Dolphins. Probably will never play again. But it was it brought up like real intense emotions with me because I didn't realize how much I had gotten bullied as a kid mm-hmm. and even as an adult. Like being a young comic, you get bullied fucking constant. Like that is just old comics. You'd sit at a table and the second you sat down, they're like, "This is for headliners. Oh, headliners only. Beat it." And you just leave, and it's just so interesting that I've like been obsessed with this case. Mm. And so, <laughs> mm. did you ever get bullied? Just, oh my god! Really? Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, I was tortured. In really? School. Yeah. From girls? Because I, I had a twin, and so people just were like, "Oh, let's pick on the freaks," you know? Yeah. Really? Guy, guys and girls. Yeah. But you guys were hot. I mean, we were kids. No, that, <laughs> no. The thing about Mel is that she was she was a nerd until like like college when she had to get a job no, and get a job a as a bartender mm-hmm. and then like her and her twin sister they're like oh we like to hire you know hire both you guys and then they're like wait a second why are we making more money than everyone else and like oh my god I guess we're like easing on the eyes but they were nerds because that when they were like they were down they'd get a bartending job so they could actually not work and sit there and read their science fiction novels really behind the counter and get paid minimum wage you well know? the thing the thing that upset me about the whole thing with the bullying is that like why not just hit him in the face you're a 300 pound man why don't you do something about it but the thing is the other guy's a 350 pound man mm-hmm. and and bullying is is mental it's a mental thing like you don't really think when you, standing up to a bully you never really think if I stand up to him it'll go away you think if I stand right. up to him it's just gonna get fucking worse yeah. let me, let me yeah. ask you a question do you feel yes. um, that being a comic being a funny guy and you were I, you're, you're saying you were bullied I, I was I was bullied as well and I was really uh, like awkward and really just never knew my way out of it uh, exactly and I was too honest I right. was like very like real like mm-hmm. I, I took things that I, I'm very Gullible is the wrong word, but I take things at, at, at face value. Right. And so if you I was say... Definitely, I was definitely a little naive into the, 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 naive wor- the yeah. workings of, of uh, like, the click systems and all that kind of stuff. And so I just had a tough time. And, and so because of that, humor was my, my way out. And I think now if I go back in time, I, I, I can go back and, like, literally have this guy, like, push me against my locker. And he was just, like, the same size as me, but he was just a, you know, just a, a, a badder dude. And I could have just knocked him out. Boom. Knocked yeah. him out. But then I, I would have essentially been as bad as him. Well, that's what happens. And I think that's what happened to Richie Incognito. And this is, I, look, this is my two cents diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything that's really going on. I'm just looking at what he said. But apparently his dad and he have both come out and say that he was bullied incessantly as a kid and they showed a picture and he definitely looks like he should have been bullied right mm-hmm. like if he wasn't bullied he should have been uh-huh. he was like basically a pasty like uh, strawberry haired uh, fat kid in Nebraska I think right mm-hmm. and so he might yeah I'm sure he did but what happens is exactly that you stand up to the bully and then you realize the power in bullying the bully right and you become a bully right that's the reason I never became a bully is because I like well, getting, then, then yeah. they could both get kicked off the team well, I'm saying if if he would have gotten into a fight with that guy, yeah. and like, oh and yeah, then, then be like, I don't, I don't care, I don't care how, what started it. Look at what you've done, and so both of you guys are in trouble. And, and I do, and I do believe that as a grown man, you can be bullied. I I do believe. You know, go ahead, Dan. You know this. Sorry, what's that? I was bullying Dan. You now I learned to cope with it. I uh, I learned to like uh, the flavor of shit. So then, when bullies would shit in my mouth. I'd be like, ha, I like it. <laughs> Dude, you just brought up something so intense. I remember getting swirlies. Do you remember what a swirly was? Is that like a, like a nipple ripper? No, in the toilet. They'd lift you up and put your head in the toilet and flush it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, Dan. You said that, and I was like, this taste is shit. And I remember 
fucking getting a swirly when I was like, That's I must have really, been like 11. It's such a cute name. They were like, you want a swirly? And I laughed. I was like, yes, I'd love one. It sounded tasty. It does sound delicious. <laughs> and they fucking, four dudes grabbed me. And I remember just. By the way, by the way, dudes. And all I thought, <laughs> like, and all, like, they were no. like fucking grown men practically. <laughs> to 11 year old. They had beards. And I remember, I remember thinking, I swear, oh, this, that, uh, is like, I, this whole thing has brought up a lot of shit for me mm. that I did not know was there that I'm like, I might need to go to therapy. <laughs> but like, I remember thinking the less I fight, the less chance I have of getting hurt. Mm. Right. And it's not like you can tell anybody because then everybody's like, oh, that's a toddler and you get beat up for being that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so fucking crazy. About and it. there's nothing. It's like, I just dropped George off at school t- uh, today and, um, well, both my kids, but George was, was the one that was holding her hand. And I saw this kid that just looks like a nerd. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's gonna, he's going to have it rough. The yeah. rest, I mean, he looks like his name should be Murray. He wears sensible pants. Yeah. He had a he had a very sensible Completed. jacket. Uh-huh. Like he had, look at he looks like George Costanza but with a full head of hair. But what's interesting is is that y- you have to assume that his parents look the same. Yeah. Whereas I you know, I I, I maybe you and me and, and Dan, were you bullied? Yeah. Yeah. Besides other than Wait, me? Where did you grow up, Dan? Philly? Philly. Yeah, see that's in the Philly. thing about everyone was bullied in Philly. Even the bullies. I was going to say, you know, you know, you don't. I grew up in a really tough neighborhood in Philly. I don't know if it was. We didn't consider it bullied. I mean, now I do looking back, but no, we certainly never said there was bullies because everybody was beating the shit out of everybody. Back yeah, then. where, where you know, did you go up? In Northeast Philly, a neighborhood called Frankfurt. Okay, my my cousins grew up in Norristown, and I remember my cousins just yeah, being now, like like terrified, like they'd be like, Norristown's just... like Beverly Hills compared to where I grew up. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. But I, but but it, it's interesting to think that we, you, you know, you could have bought into it, and maybe if we would have fought back, we would have ended up staying there, or just you know, or just being bullies ourselves and raising bully children and being bullies to our our spouses and stuff. But instead, maybe, and this is just me thinking off the cuff, maybe we've broke that mold. Yeah, we broke it the hard way, I think, with our faces. Like I don't think we broke it. <laughs> Like with a like, I definitely earned where I am. It's so funny. Let me ask you a question: What percentage of, and maybe it's not a number, but influence? What percentage of what you're doing now is fueled by? Hey, look at me now, bullies. None. People who bullied me. Zero percent. At some point, nope. at some point in your career, it wasn't like, man, I'd like to make it so those assholes could see what what I become and what they, where they are. Zero percent. I have no that the, those emotions don't reside in me. Only, and I'm, I'm saying this as honest as possible, only because I only do what I do because I really like it. Right. Like I only like I only got into comedy because I was good at it and I liked it and I was like this could be really fucking. Yeah, fun. but I, I'm not talking about now. I'm not talking about like what you're thinking now. I'm yeah. saying like when you started going into it and you decided, hey, I'm leaving this town. I'm leaving these people. I'm going to go off and do my own thing. There had to be a percentage of you that was like, "I'm going to show them," even, well, if, yeah, even but, if you were showing yourself or something no, but, yeah, like but, that. But I think I, I think I outgrew a lot of the, a lot of that bully shit left me the second I was like a junior in high school. I was a junior in high school. I took a swing at a guy who was the like the the badass at school, and I and he was bullying my friend Blake, and I took a swing at him, and I'm, I'll never forget the look on his eyes was not a fear, it was shock. It was like, what? Yeah, you t- you took a swing at me. And I remember, t- and I missed, but I took a swing and I came at him and I threw him, like gra- I pushed him off off his feet and onto the ground yeah. and he just didn't move. And I was like, wow. And and I think after that, I then just never, I never really dealt with it again. Now mind you, I, I only probably got bullied like up until like ninth grade. The end of ninth grade is like right when the last time I got bullied, there was a dude right. who fucking just was older and bigger and much more Cuban than I was. And he just had, fu- he was shaving already. I'll never forget at homecoming, he knocked me unconscious in front of everybody. Wow. And I was like, and I woke up, but I had no clue. I was like, what happened? And they're like, well, you just got knocked out. But, but that, and then after that, it kind of trickled off. And by the time I was in college, I was a well-adjusted dude. Right. And like, and obviously hid whatever insecurities I had with drinking. And then, so I don't think by the time I got, went to New York and started doing stand-up, there was no real issue, but it's something that's like being molested. Like, you don't think about it, how much it developed you or how much it created who you are today right. until, like, this whole Richie Incognito thing, man, really just fucking threw me off a loop. I've been obsessed with it because I feel like that guy, I've, I felt like, I'll, I'll tell you off, can't off air. You were molested. You were molested by Richie Incognito. No, but I fucking sometimes <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm afraid to think about that because I was like maybe I was right, and right, I just, right, like, right, and I'm just and you're showing it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but like I, I had a 
I know how that guy, I think, I wonder, is Michael White or something? I know how he feels because he feels like, well, shit, did I overreact? Because right. that's how, when you get bullied, that's how you feel. Like, did I overreact? I told on him, but, I mean, now he's in a lot of trouble and he's lost his job. But, like, I just wanted to just be happier. Could I have dealt with it? Am I a pussy? Right. Everyone's saying I'm a pussy. Maybe I'm a pussy. That's the way your brain works. Right. I'll tell you sure, off air. Of I have a really good story, but I won't share it on air. I, uh, when I was in, um, I, I, I have a similar sort of like arc as you. It was it was more like elementary school and stuff like that. That was that were tougher, um, and it wasn't as tough. I wasn't yeah, like, I wasn't yeah, small. I definitely wasn't in the trench coat mafia. Right, right. Like I just it was just I know what you're saying. Yeah, it was just like it was random and happened. But I I had this guy when I was working in the at, at this big place in the Hamptons. I'm with David set for us something other Dave. I don't know whatever. And he. Um, he, I was working uh, when MTV had their MTV Beach House. Uh, it left, and the next year they they wanted somebody that was there that like was on the mic and getting people at the beach excited, throwing on T-shirts and stuff. And I was that guy, and so I had that job one year. Went back to my senior year of college, and then went back and had that job before I, you know, to make some money before I moved to LA. And so the last day, I went in to get my money, whatever my my check or cash, whatever it was. And he said, um, "So you're really doing it?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You're moving out to LA." And he said, "I said, yeah." He's like, "Why? Why? You're not going to make it." There's so he's like, "There's so many people out there." He's like, "I've done it. I've done that. I did comedy. I think he did magic or something." Dave Block. Dave Block. Get the message. Google this guy. The guy's Google name is guy. Dave Block. Tell, tell him. Block or Block. Block. B L O C H or C K. Whatever. And uh, and he and he's like, "Don't do it." He's like, "You're not going to make it. You're not like you're not like the best looking guy you're not the funniest Shit. guy and da 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 he's like just don't do it I'm like why are you saying that he's like cause I did it and it's tough and you shouldn't do it and like it's not that that fueled me I was doing it anyway you know it's not yeah. like anyone that, that what, anyone that that ever said I couldn't make it or whatever ever ever added fuel to my fire but I'm I'm not gonna lie that, that it said that it, that it feels nice those dudes uh, yes yes right those guys there was a guy right after the Rolling Stone article came out I went to a, like an NBC affiliate to do an interview I had a party at my house that night I had E uh, E Entertainment TV you was there meeting to... at 2.15 <clears throat> 2.30 okay what time is uh, it 2.30 2.15 2.15 I had a Entertainment Tonight at my house or E whatever it was at the time oh wow uh, yeah at my house and I was throwing a party for them but I went and I ran real quick to do this interview at an NBC affiliate. My mom was via satellite. I was via satellite. It was like, you know, MSNBC or whatever. That's awesome. I go to this local st- station, and this kid, uh, I go, I'm like, real nice. I, I'm always a nice person, but I'm like, yeah. hey, man, I'm Bird. I'm here to do the thing. And everyone knew who I was. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sat me down, and right before I went on air, he was like, you know, you're the laughing stock, right? And I was like, what? And he was like, he's like, you fucking you shit on a pizza box. He's like, look at you. I mean, you think you're going to make it? He's like, I'm making it. I'm working. You're not working. You're just some famous guy who's going to have his 15 seconds of fame and beat it. And I was like, oh, my God. And I remember going on air, and I was so fucking depressed. And I left, and I called NBC, and I told them, listen, I had a bad experience. Want to hear the fucking Trump? You want to hear the Trump? This guy, I fucking wrote about this in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I failed, obviously, my senior year of Florida State. Like, I, I, was, I walked. Wait, then you fo- f- how many years did you go there? Six and a half, seven. Ten. So, <laughs> I, my se- clearly, I've, I'm not a great student. Yeah. So I fail my senior year. I fail two classes. I go to the admissions da- the, to which place, and they're like, "Listen, it's unheard of to fail a graduating senior." So usually, what the teacher will do is have you do a little extra credit, and they'll pass you. Now, mind you, Rolling Stone had written the article about me, and I was like, I was like, "Fuck!" Like this, and these teachers didn't like me, and they were writing right. teachers, and there was rumors I had a book deal, and they were really they had brought that up to me a couple times. And here you are failing English. I mean, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And one of the teachers read the article in my class out loud. I was in the class and mocked it as I'm in the class. I'm in the class. He mocked it. So I go to his uh, I go to his office. I drive from Tampa to Tallahassee. I had already walked. I'd already left. I had assumed I graduated. I, I wish I could remember this fucking guy's name. I drove up to Tallahassee. Went to his office. He had like a little fucking closet office that the teachers had back then. Probably still do. Knocked on his door. He opened the door and he looked at me. He said, "What What are you here for?" And I said, "Well, I said I failed your class." He said, "Yeah, I know." I said, and I talked to the admissions office and they said there was possibly a way that I could make up the credits. And do some extra work. And I know that, and this is what really pissed him off. I go, I know that, you know, it's a creative writing class, so it's kind of subjective or objective. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Because I never get those right. <laughs> yeah. And he went, Are you serious? And I was like, Yeah. So I was wondering, can I do a little extra work? He looked at me, he goes, Mr. Kreischer, I'm never going to fucking pass you. 
He goes, you're famous now, buddy. What do you need my class for? What do you need a college degree for? You're fucking famous. I will never give you the grade. I will fucking fail you. I've been writing my entire life, and you signed a book deal? Who the fuck do you think you are coming into my class? It's amazing. And he fucking be... I remember thinking to myself, is this real? Like, is this at all real? Why didn't I record this? Like, yeah, Yeah. what? Like, who does this? This is a fucking movie right now. Yeah. And he's like, you can fucking... He goes, go to L.A., man. Live with all your famous friends. Get into stand-up. Do all... And just mocked me to my face and was like, yeah, I'm done. And I go, well, maybe... And he goes, no, you're done here. Leave. I'm not. I'm giving you an F. You deserve an F. I probably did deserve an F. But he was like, you deserve an F. You don't get my class. I'm never going to give you my, my credit. And I was like, holy shit. I walked out and I was like, fuck that guy. And when I wrote my book, I was like, all I could think was, I have a fucking book deal, and this guy has nothing. Mm-hmm. Fucking nothing. And so that first introduction ends with me talking about him. By the way, my book's available for pre-order at com. So, <laughs> <laughs> life of the party. Fuck that teacher. I swear to God, I'm going to send him an autographed copy and go, your class did absolutely nothing for me. I used to smoke weed before I showed up, sit in flip-flops, and wonder why they call them flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> that one day it's because of the sound they make and they should be called schmick schmacks <laughs> I thought the same thing well, I don't hear a flip flip right and it's, there's no real flop to it no. yeah that's fantastic yeah so uh, yeah but that guy and then the, and then uh, the other class I failed I failed two classes the other class I failed I went to the teacher and I was like I said the same thing to her and she said uh, she said you've already talked to whatever his name is I'll find out his name she goes you've already talked to him yeah? and she goes I feel the same way and I was like I just walked out I was like so wait, did you get it or no? I know I had to take prison classes in New York. I had to take the classes that they offered. This is before the internet. I had to take correspondence classes in New York. They sent me a box of books like I was in prison. And they were like, read them, write papers on them, and send them in. We'll grade them. That's, it was the same wow. class system that the Florida prison system took. So did you hire someone? No. I fucking worked so hard. I remember thinking... Like, if this is learning, I've actually never learned in my life. Right. Like, I've never learned. I've almost done all my education, and I've never learned yeah. anything. And I read, I wrote a big, long paper on Viking longships. Uh, I'd I love re- to read it sometime. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I, I want to read that, too. I got to take my go on my call, but very quickly, I was bullied when I was a kid. I, I, I was. I just want to get it. everybody to know that. Sorry for me. So wait, so is that so so is that sort of like a coming out right there? Is that you acknowledging something and now your life is going to change? Well, no, but he, this is what I did. I was bullied, and then one day I turned to the bullies and I said, "You know what? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me." And then that worked because from then on, it was just sticks and stones. Yeah, I was going to say, if you would have said that to me, <laughs> I would have beat the shit out of you. So. No, it was sticks and stones for the rest of my school career. Yeah, that was it. No more names. Well, um... kids. There you go, kids. Dan, I'm not going to see you for a while, but good luck with your pilot. It's not... I don't know what you're talking about. I did not do a pilot, and I'm also not ghostwriting a book. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. Be good. All right, guys. Good talking to you, Dan. So you've never been in the same room as Dan Dunn. No, And now you've been on the show. But now I I remember you talking about him. It's hilarious that he... Called in is now as part of the show. Good seeing you. Mel is walking. You have a kitten on a leash? Oh, no, you're just dragging it behind a piece of yarn. All right, well, uh, Bert, now that you're, I mean, now that you know where our office is and I'm back, you're gonna, I'm going to have you come back here a I'm, lot. I'm, uh, a lot. I'm around in December a lot. Let's do it. Let's do yeah, that in December. I'm around in December. Can we make, uh, are you a Gentile? You, you celebrate, celebrate Scorpio. The, you celebrate the, 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 sub, the birth of Christ? <laughs> Yes, I do. Okay, well, we'll do a Christmas show. Oh, we'll come in and we'll one. make eggnog and we'll get fucking loaded. Oh. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Hey, uh, I, I never even got to talk to you about your show. Oh, that's I know. What, that's, I, I was so excited to come in and talk to you. I saw some cuts. Yeah. It looks beautiful. You want? Yeah. You want to talk about that for two seconds? Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. it. We, you have two seconds, literally. Yeah, it looks good. You we saw you said chug <laughs> uh, the koala yeah, before episode. Yeah, I was. And by the way, I have not gotten my swag yet. Did you? Back yes, up. I backed you. Are you shitting me? Hmm. Oh, that's right. I looked it up on the show. Yeah, of course I backed you. I, don't, I think I gave you like five bucks. Um, I gotta go! <laughs> 
holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!